welcome to the Beauty Business Babes podcast, the show that gives you an inside look at the world of beauty and the business behind it all. I'm your host, Kelly Callahan, beauty expert and entrepreneur, here to share my industry knowledge and bring you insightful conversations with other successful beauty business babes. Growing my small mobile spray tanning business from literally zero dollars, zero clients into a million dollar a year business was not easy. I didn't come from money and I had zero clue what I was doing when I first started almost a decade ago. Now my mission is to help women from all around the world gain financial independence so they too can create the life of their dreams. Because if I can do it, I know you can too, sis. So sit back, relax, and get ready to become the highest version of yourself right here on the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I am here today with Miss Michaela Mango. If you guys are online on Instagram or if you're in the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group, and I know you have your own Facebook group too, you might know who she is. And she's an incredible spray tanning artist all the way in Cape Canaveral, Florida. She owns Lovely Airbrush Tanning Co. And I am so excited to hear more about her story so she can help you guys get inspired and learn some tangible tips on how you can grow your spray tanning business or even your beauty business as well. So Miss Michaela, thank you so much for being here. Can you do a quick introduction about who you are, what you do and all of that good stuff? Hello, I am Michaela Mango. I have my own spray tanning business and I now do spray tan trainings. We do permanent jewelry, teeth whitening, and I now finally have two technicians that I finally hired on, which is huge for me because that was very scary for me to do. <laughs> that is the scariest part. Like I always say this in all my episodes, I'm like that is the most terrifying part is like having mm-hmm. somebody come into your business, kind of learn the ins and outs. And then, you know, trying, I, I'm a perfectionist in certain things. And one of those mm-hmm. things is like our client experience. So it's so scary to hire, but it's really the only way for you to grow your business, honestly. For sure. It's terrifying. And because like, you know, it's your baby, it's your everything and you want it to be perfect. And I will say control is a little bit of what I had to really work on is letting go, you know, go of control a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a little scary at first, but it's been going wonderfully. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that because I think that's like one of the biggest struggles that entrepreneurs have. You know, we come into this knowing that we have this vision, we have a big dream to make this work. And honestly, like the people who are working with your clients face to face, if they're not doing their job well, you know, that can really make or break a business. So it's really important to hire the right people. And I know that we'll get into that in just a little bit, but can you let me know how you started in the industry? Yes. So when I, first of all, in high school, I just knew that I did not want like the typical job. Um, And at the time, my mom was a massage instructor at a cosmetology school. So I was in high school, I was 14 years old, and I became a nail tech. I was a nail tech for quite some time. And then I moved on in 2013. I went back and I did the esthetician program. That was all fun. And then um, went through a few different, you know, different careers in between there. And I had a client at the time when I was still doing facials that was interested in spray tans. I was being terrible and I was going to tanning beds. 
And I just was realizing that it was like really aging my skin. I was getting super dry and I knew that it wasn't good for me, but I wanted to be tan. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be tan. So one of my facial clients was like, I really want to get a spray tan. Do you know of a spray tan artist? And I was like, no, but I'll do some research for you. And I seriously had no idea about spray tans. I knew maybe like a little bit about the booth, but still not that much. So I sent her the information of this girl that I found and she was coming in looking so good, glowing. It was, it was awesome. I was like, she's looking so good. So I finally went and tried it myself, fell in love. I fell in love. I became a weekly tanner. I was one of those. I was like, I need to stay tan 24 (laughs) seven. And (laughs) I had begged the girl. I was like, oh my gosh, if you do training, please let me know. Please let me know. Um, Kind of years went by and I was still getting tans myself, but I didn't really think much of it. She finally came out with her training and I was like, let's go, let's do this. I did training with her and then I had ended up at a job that uh, was very, very toxic and I needed so badly to get out of there. And luckily it happened around the time when I did the spray tan training. So that was kind of my way, my way out and spray tanning just made me so happy and so fulfilled. So I went and worked with her for a little bit, then started my own mobile tanning business bounced around a few different places. I'm sure you know you have to find your spot. Mm-hmm. It's so important to find your vibe, your energy, just make sure it's like so comfortable for the clients, but also you as well. Um, and then I finally ended up at my spot in Cape Canaveral. And I was able to, like I said, grow there because now I'm able to have technicians and we're just a nice little team there. It's we all like rent out in one little spot, but we all are constantly helping each other out and promoting each other's businesses. That's the best. I was actually just talking to Stevie. I just did her um, interview before you and she had like the same experience. Like she was going into these different types of salons and renting out a room. And in my mind, I was Mm -hmm. like, that is just, and that's how I did it too. I was in an acupuncture room or acupuncture salon. And then I went into kind of like this hair aesthetic salon where everybody had different services. So it wasn't like anybody was being shysty or weird or like none Mm -hmm. of that energy was happening. Everybody was super supportive. And I loved it because, you know, we could be a part of like their newsletters and they could be a part of our newsletters. And it was just like this really great um, system that we all had of like referring our clients. Because really when you go into like the health and beauty space, most clients are going to want to take care of themselves, whether that's like health wise, you know, beauty wise, all of that stuff. So do you feel like working in those types of salons where you had the support of other people, like really helped in terms of your growth with clients? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Because like you said, we're in the same, you know, similar industry, so they know what it's like. Um, but also the clients will always feel your energy with your, you know, the people that you're with in that mm-hmm. same building as well. And the fact that we genuinely get along and we love and we care about each other makes the clients want to come there because it's like home. I just had yeah. somebody today this morning tell me that she loves coming in, not just for her tan, but it's like therapy, but also home because she gets to vibe with all of us, you know? Yeah. I mean, like talking to you, I always get like this calm, like just strong, confident, like feeling that like emits off of you. And it's cool because it's not like aggressive or abrasive. It's just like 
calming. I don't know if thank you've heard you. <laughs> like your clients telling you this, but I swear I feel that every time I talk to you. Well, thank you. You know, I want to actually say I appreciate and love that so much because I actually, for the longest time, I was completely opposite of all of that. And that's actually what I struggled with, with myself and my business is self-doubt, fear, insecurity, and then depression runs in my family big time. Like, big, big time. So that makes me happy that that's what I put off because that's what I try so hard, obviously daily in my personal life, business life to overcome that. So that really makes me feel good. <laughs> good. Yeah. I mean, you really do. And it's so interesting because as, so at Slay or Slay, oh my gosh, that's my old business. <laughs> at X-Tan, <laughs> We have our salon here in Temecula and we're like transitioning out somebody we're bringing somebody in. And it's so interesting to see the difference in like personality changes and how that affects the entire like workflow and the entire client experience. And that's something that I did want to talk about because I don't think people realize how important it is to bring a certain type of energy and a consistent type of energy, like when you're dealing with your clients. And I think when I was a solopreneur working one-on-one -on -one with spray tanning clients and spray tanning them, the reason why I was so successful at that was because I brought a certain type of energy and the energy was like, you know, calm, professional, but also like I was their best friend. Like I wanted to make sure I knew about what they were getting their spray tans for, like how I could help them. Everything was in service of them. I didn't really talk about myself. I was always trying to engage with them and learn more about their lives. So that way they could feel a connection. They could feel seen, heard because everybody wants that. They want to feel like they're a part of something and they want to feel like they're not just another number. For sure. I completely agree. And that's honestly the same. Like that's what I have always wanted for my clients. But it's also that's kind of how I've also, you know, been as a person as I've always been everybody's go to, which I love. I just personally keep my stuff private. And I just want to help everybody. Like, yeah, I know I can help myself, but I want to help everybody else. And I just want my clients because I know what that felt like, like I said, after my first hand, feeling like that. I just want everybody to feel like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Especially when you're going into a space of like, you know, if you're a waxer or something like that, you're like literally looking at them naked or like their yeah. most intimate parts of their body. And a lot of the times these women are so like, you know, vulnerable, like they're scared, mm -hmm. they're insecure about certain things. So I, even in my spray tanning technique, I do it in a certain way where people will feel 100% comfortable. And yeah. whenever I'm spray tanning somebody, it's very rare that somebody will be like, I'm sorry about this or that or this, or like thinking of, you know, at least telling me anything that they feel insecure about, because I do try my best to be like, you know, you look so good or like, you know, trying mm -hmm. to not necessarily comment on their body, but like getting them hyped up for this spray tan, like this spray tan is going to look so good on you. Like da, 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 da. so it's really cool to understand that that's a huge part of your business growth because when somebody feels so like secure and comfortable and great in front of you naked as a stranger mm -hmm. like I feel like you can just conquer the world you know what I'm saying that's that's how I feel and it leaves me just uh, it makes my day so good like so good knowing that I made somebody else feel so good about themselves you know yeah. So at this point in your business, are you still doing any type of aesthetics or nails or anything? Or is that completely out the window? No. So nails, I had stopped right when I went to esthetician school in 2013. And then esthetician, I stopped 
literally white right when I was like beginning to start spray tanning mm-hmm. um I loved those at the time but I always knew it wasn't my thing like mm. I knew because I get bored very easily I knew when I was coming into work and as much as I loved my clients it, I wasn't like necessarily happy to be there I'm always happy to be there like I yeah. I just posted a reel that I was like sad and depressed when I'm like one day away from my business because I'm like I love being there I want to be there all the time yeah <laughs> I love that. I did see um, an Instagram ad, I think. Are you running some Instagram ads right now? I am. Mm -hmm. So I saw this one this morning and it was my first one that I've ever seen that you posted um, or it was like a sponsored ad from your company, but it looked Mm -hmm. so professional. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your branding because your branding's on fire. Like you even have a shirt on right now. (laughs) And (laughs) if you you. look at her Instagram (laughs) account, everything looks super nice and cohesive and it does give off this luxury feel, which is exactly what you wanted to do. That was your intention when it came to creating your brand. So can you talk a little bit about how you were able to kind of take that vision in your head and create something a little bit more tangible? Did you get help with that? Did you do it yourself? I have done everything myself besides I've had a little bit of help here and there from multiple different people. Um, I mean, I've obviously done trainings with you, which I actually want to take a second to go back. I had a call with you. I don't know if you remember this. This was like, oh my gosh, it had to have been almost five years ago because I've been doing it for five years. (laughs) I had, I think it was like a 30 minute call with you. I have it in my notebook somewhere and you had me write down my ideal client. And you had me write down every single detail, like hair color, eye color, what do they look like? What kind of perfume do they wear? And I just thought about it the other day, because I'm looking at like my pictures, same thing, branding. And I literally have exactly what I wrote down on that notebook with you. So <laughs> that, that helped tremendously. <laughs> yeah, it really did help because I was manifesting and working on with my branding, how to attract that clientele. Mm-hmm. And that in there is what I wanted is I wanted these, you know, high-end clients, but also want, I want them to feel like that. You don't mm-hmm. have to be obviously, you know, walking around with uh, your Gucci and this and that. I want you to feel like that though, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what my, I, I hear so many times with my service, like I've never had this before. I have never seen this before. This really is luxury and it makes me so happy. Um, but so the trainings with you, um, just constant, just researching. Um, and then I did a little bit of actually business coaching with Sydney. Mm -hmm. That was so helpful as well. I did the only thing that I did hire one time was Kelsey. She's amazing. I hired her for a little bit when I was stuck on my blogs and my captions, I Mm -hmm. really needed help with that. Um, and that helped actually really helps with my engagement because Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I'm not the best at is it's all up in here, but writing it is a whole nother story. Um, so other than that, I have done everything myself. And I just kind of honestly had to bounce around from a few different things until I found what was exactly what I was looking for. Um, like I started with pink. Pink is not my color. Like it is not. I wanted it to be so badly. It is not. Black is my color. I think it's moody. It's sensual. It is luxury, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just kind of, like I said, had to go through a few different things to find that. And then also it's the little tiny things, meaning when they come in, we literally act like they're celebs. They Mm -hmm. are celebrities. Would you like a glass of champagne? 
would you like some bub, you know, bubbly, um, sparkling water and stuff? It's, it's everything put together. Um, and then, like I said, as far as, so that video ad, I made everything myself. I wrote the script. I actually just hired somebody to do the voiceover on Fiverr for that. Cool. Yeah. It looks so good. And thank you. I love that. You know, I even asked that question because obviously like we're just kind of flowing through this, but one of my biggest takeaways from what you just said, and I think a lot of people can um, maybe use this in their own business is that before you even created a brand and your brand feel your brand voice and your brand look, you thought about the ideal client that you wanted to attract into your business, which I don't think a lot of people do. I think what a lot of people do, myself included, when I first started, because I didn't know what the hell a brand was, mm-hmm. I was just like putting together shit and just being like, here is my stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm a spray tanning artist. My colors were a hot mess. Like if I look at my old marketing stuff, I cringe. Like I don't, I don't even cringe. I like die. I like get into a little ball (laughs) in the corner of the room and I die because it was so freaking bad, but you know what? I'm proud of myself for doing it messy starting anyway. And Mm -hmm. even though I didn't know everything, I just took one step at a time and I eventually learned how to create a brand. And I, one of the things that I was taught, you know, was always to think about your audience or the person that you're trying to attract into your business with every single thing that you're doing, including branding, because the branding isn't necessarily for you. Although I do believe that you have to have your own like input and your own energy in that brand as well, but it's mainly for you to attract the right type of clients to come into your business because your ideal client might not love what you love. So you Mm -hmm. always have to think about them first, no matter what you're doing, whether it comes to what services you're offering, um, how you're branding your captions, like how you're providing the service, like everything has to be catered to the ideal client and not to yourself. And I think we have a hard time separating those two sometimes. For sure. I can agree upon that. Like a hundred percent. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I struggled with that for a little bit too. And just, I think I've said it, you know, a little bit ago, but struggling with fear and self-doubt of what are they going to think for the longest time? I wouldn't even talk like this is even huge for me. You know, Like I wouldn't talk for so long on my stories and stuff. And then I just, at one point I just started to tell myself like, why seriously, Mm -hmm. why you have no reason not to. And then I will say watching everybody at Slave Spray was huge for me because so many people, even some of the speakers were a little bit nervous to get up there. And that made me feel even better. Cause I was like, that would be me. I would probably be like red or even <laughs> cry. Cause I was so nervous. <laughs> like it made me feel so good. And it also sparked my creativity and just that somebody said, I don't know if it was Sydney or who somebody said, do it scared. And that's literally from that moment on, helped me big time get back into that mode of doing everything scared. You have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. I always say like I shat my pants like a million times (laughs) during my (laughs) career because it's just in those moments where it's like, I always think about like the ASTP and Shauna um, reaching out and saying like, Hey, do you want to speak at the first ASTP ever? And I knew in that moment, I was like, if I don't say yes to this right away, like within seconds, Mm -hmm. I'm going to think about it. And then I'm going to say no. And 
because I had like bad social anxiety. I was like, I've never even, I don't think I've ever spoken in front of like a large audience, you know, or anything like that. So I was just like, yes, I have to. And then literally had so much anxiety for that month leading into going to Las Vegas. But I knew intuitively like this was going to be a turning point for me and it was going to allow me to get out of my comfort zone. And truly that instance in my career has catapulted me into the best thing that I've ever created in my business, which is Slay the Spray. Like I started doing small little trainings around the United States. I've had some of, you know, the trainers that are big names now, like I've trained them and I've been able to work with so many incredible women. And, you know, now we have Slay the Spray where it's grown from like literally three people in a group to now this year, we're expecting 200 women to be there. So it's just like this, it's almost like a game. Like anytime you're Mm -hmm. feeling fear, you can't say no, you have to say Mm -hmm. yes. And you have to like move through that because it's, like you're getting to that next level by doing it scared and being like uncomfortable with whatever it is that you're doing. And at this time in my life, I feel like if I'm not uncomfortable, I, if I'm very comfortable, I start feeling like uncomfortable, but not in a good way, in a bad way where Mm -hmm. I'm like, now how do I scare the shit out of myself? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I'm trying to stay at because I wasted so much of my life from being in fear, like mm-hmm. so much. I had so many different opportunities. Now, mind you, I obviously at this point in my life, there's no point in regretting any of that. However, I really did miss out on a lot doing that. And the moment I stopped, because it really is that simple to mm-hmm. stop doing it and yeah. start working on it, the moment everything started to change for my personal life and for my business. Yeah. And it's fun too. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, mm-hmm. what is the worst that can happen? Like, you maybe you start a business, you know, I always talk about the spray tanning business being like $2,000 to get into this business. Like Mm -hmm. you start it and then you realize you don't like it. And then you stop, like, that's the worst that could happen. There's really not like this crazy catastrophe that could happen when it's such a low, like risk to start up a business in, in the beauty industry, you know? So I love that you shared that because I think so many of us worry about what he, she, it, or they are saying about Mm -hmm. us. And I've said it for so long that if you continue to like worry about what everybody else is going to potentially say, like you're not living an authentic life. You're living a life based on what you assume somebody else or other people might say about you. And that's not what I'm here for. Like, and I'm sure like most Mm -hmm. women, like that's not what you're here for either. You want to live in a life Mm -hmm. that like you really feel fulfilled and you feel like you accomplished something. And sometimes that means doing the hard thing. Sometimes that means like, yeah, you have to do scary shit. Like slay the spray is still very scary for me every single year because it's a lot of energy for three days. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, trying to navigate all of that. And, And I do it mostly on my own. I do have a team of people who are great, but it's still like on my shoulders if something fails. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've done an amazing job. (laughs) Yeah. So Michaela was at the last Slay the Spray. That was your first one, right? That was my first. And I'm sad at this point that it was my first because, oh my gosh, it was so good. I got so much from it. Are you a spray tanning artist looking to take your business to the next level? 
then you won't want to miss Slay the Spray. It's the biggest live sunless business growth event of the entire year. Join us in a community of like-minded professionals for a jam-packed weekend of workshops, networking, education, and inspiration. You'll learn from industry experts, connect with fellow artists, and discover the latest trends and techniques to help you take your business to new heights. This event is all about helping you succeed. Whether you're just starting out or looking to grow your existing business, you'll gain valuable insights and practical tips to help you slay the spray tan game. So don't wait, register right now for Slay the Spray and take the first step towards achieving your business goals. We can't wait to see you there. Go to slaythespray.com to get your ticket today. What do you feel like? I know that you connected with Sydney, who was an incredible speaker and now my co-host at um, this year's event, 2023. But aside from like her speech, was there anything else that you felt like you really connected with or that really helped you elevate your business? I know it sounds like ridiculous, all of it. Like, I'm not going to lie, all of it. Just seeing all the people and hearing all the stories of all the women that it took so much for them to get there and all the women that had things that happened with like their car, the plane on the way there. That was inspiring. Your story, Sydney, Lisa, Stephanie, everybody's stories are super inspiring. And just seeing that big community of people that are like into the same thing that I'm into is just mm-hmm. like, it's just the coolest thing ever. And like I said, our industry for the most part, I just love everything about it. And I love that I was surrounded by my goodness, that energy was like, I think maybe you talked about it. Somebody talked about when you leave, you're almost like, Oh my gosh, like what just happened? Cause <laughs> it was like high, good vibrations all weekend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to feel like that every damn day, yeah. like every day. And that's also something that's super important to me in my community over here as I've sprayed, or sorry, I trained a bunch of the girls around here. And I've had so many people that ask me, you know, like, aren't you worried about that? This and that. I'm like, no, I, I want that. I love that. I love having that community. You know, it's very inspiring. And then, like I said, for Slay, it was also, it really sparked my creativity and then reminding me to not let fear get in the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love Slay because, and I think it's almost like an addiction for me because even though I always like say every year, I'm like, this is the last year I'm doing it. This is the last year I'm doing it because it is a freaking lot of work and it is scary. But at the same time, like I'm addicted to being in a room and uh, Sydney said this, like in a room full of passionate as fuck women, like people who Mm -hmm. have the same vision, who have the same goals, who aren't there to be catty or like, we've never had like problems at Slay when it comes to the like women connecting, you know, because we intentionally put in like different exercises for people to like connect and all of that stuff. But also I think people at Slay have a different type of mindset where they don't think about, oh, someone's going to take from me. And maybe you feel Mm -hmm. those moments in your career, you know, like once in a while, which is completely normal. But at Slay, it's like you leave all that shit at the door and you are there to grow with the women next to you, no matter if they are in competition with you or, you know, whatever the case may be. So my goal is to continue to do Slays for as long as I can. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I'm addicted to that feeling because Mm -hmm. it's lonely. Like it can be really Mm -hmm. lonely. I work for my house, you know, you're just working with people, you know, in your salon, but you don't really have 
too much of a connection in face-to-face with women who are as passionate as you are about this business Mm -hmm. and about the industry. Yeah, that is, it is something that was hard for me to find for a while. Luckily I do now have, you know, a few girls that are, and like you said, I really, that is important to me to, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people who are on the same, somewhat of the same path, just because it just makes you feel better, but also, again, who you surround yourself with is very, very important. Absolutely. So one of the things that I love about you is that you continue, even though like you have this successful business, you've grown so much, you continue to um, invest in like mentorships and trainings and you continue to grow and you're the type of person that doesn't think that you know everything. So that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, you continue to invest in yourself. So I wanted to you to speak on that just a little bit, because I feel like there are some women who have been in the industry for three years, five years, 10 years. And some of them are just like you where they're like, Hey, I'm going to continue to invest in myself and continue to grow. But some Mm -hmm. people have the mindset of I already know everything. So like, I don't have to do any of that. Um, So can you share a little bit more about like your perception of that and like your mindset in terms of continuing your education? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's super important, no matter what you're doing, whether it's facials and whatever, to keep growing and learning because it's not like we're just, I learned one time and then nothing about spray tanning has changed. Mm -hmm. It is forever going to be changing. So you need to be able to keep up. And, you know, even if you, because I know some people, I actually trained somebody not too long ago who had been doing it for quite some time, but she didn't know certain little things. And it made me happy one that she was able to, you know, be honest about that. But two, it's forever growing. So you have to keep up, but you should also want to keep up. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so important to me because I want to give my clients the best of the best. And I can't give them the best of the best if I never, um, you know, realize like, I forgot this, or maybe I don't know that like, it's super important to be honest with yourself as well. Um, And then I just, I love learning as well, which is funny because when it was like came to school, school, it was not like my favorite thing. (laughs) I just (laughs) wanted to hang out with my friends. But when it's something I'm passionate about, like I said, why would you not want to continue to learn and grow, especially from all different aspects, you know, all different trainings, because everybody's going to have a different way of doing it. And that's actually how. I came up with my own technique as I took, so I think I've done about seven or eight trainings now, and I took everything I learned and made it into my own. And that's one, I think, one thing that makes me so unique compared to others that do spray cans in my area. Um, But two, I'm I'm always just trying to give the best of the best and learn new things so I can give my clients what I tell them I'm going to give them, which is the best, hopefully. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then just there's certain things like I'm the first, I actually sometimes will put on my story because I want another thing that's so important to me is I want clients to know that I am human. Like sometimes we forget we are human, but I want them to know, yes, we do make mistakes. You know, like there was one time I was spraying my regular and we were laughing, having so much fun. I forgot to spray the inside of her legs and she had a (laughs) whole white strip. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But to even things like that, being honest with yourself mm-hmm. is what is going to make people come back to you. But also, like I said, it's forever growing and you should want to keep up with all the new fun stuff. For sure. And I think 
you know, from a spray tanning perspective and even just in the beauty industry in general, like we often think about like the technique is so important, Mm -hmm. but I think more importantly, it is the marketing and the business aspect for people to learn in order for them to really get to that six figure, multiple six figure and seven figure mark. Um, and I just want to give like a quick example. You took our teacher training certification course back Mm -hmm. in like January when we started, it was an eight week course that you took and you came in and I was a little worried about you because you had already had your training done. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that she gets her money's worth because your investment's really important to me. And it's a higher ticket investment cost to get into this program. Right. Like we go through Mm -hmm. like the application process and all that stuff. So it's not like anybody can just get in, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to fulfill like your needs and make sure that I'm able to help you. Cause most of our clients for that program are people who have never started a training program. So it was like you Mm -hmm. and maybe two other people that did start a program. So you already had your program, you came in and my goal was to help you kind of like tweak your program to make it better, but also to learn how to increase your rates for your program. So even though you already had your program done, I think one of the best things that I saw out of working with you was being able to confidently like repackage your offerings and for you to literally go triple the amount that you were paying before that you were charging before. So Mm -hmm. I want to hear a little bit about that and like how maybe some fears came up when it came to going from a lower cost training to tripling that training cost. Did you have any fears and how did did. you work through those? I did. Yes. A hundred percent. So I, there were so many things that I got from the training. I am so glad that I did go through with it because if anything, it's brought a lot more attention to my trainings because like you said, you helped me repackage. I had my, my manual was like 80 pages. <laughs> Who in this day and age is going to read on their phone, computer, 80 pages. That's insane. So yes, they had one-on-one training in person, but that first of all is crazy. Um, that really helped because I was able to narrow it down and I felt really good about narrowing it down because I just kept in there genuinely what they need to know and the rest they'll get with me that one-on-one time. Um, The price, I was a little scared to up it because that was a huge difference. However, you and Pamela made me feel so good because I realized I myself, if I've been doing this for five years, I've paid paid for seven, eight trainings. I've put a lot of time and effort into it that yes, it is worth that much money because that is all my years, my time, my blood, sweat, all of that put into one manual and one one one-on-one session, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that really made me feel much more confident thinking about it in that aspect, you know? So it, it just made me, like I said, a little bit more comfortable knowing that, like I said, I spent years with the money and the blood and the sweat and they get to do it in just one sitting. So that makes me feel really good. Yeah. And I want to encourage anybody who's listening right now who are like offering spray tan trainings, like please up your price. If you're like charging, (laughs) you know, like 400, 500, even a thousand dollars, because you have to think about, you have to think about what you're actually offering. And, And the thing that I love about what I do in terms of training is that 
you're not just offering this like quick, here's how to spray tan. Cause honestly, anybody can go on YouTube and figure that out. But what you're offering Mm -hmm. is a chance for them to truly change their lives. And a lot of people that we've trained, and I'm sure you've kind of found this as well. Like people go through transitions and then they do something scary. So like we help a lot of people who just went through a divorce, people who just lost somebody, people who are like going through just a traumatic situation. And they're like, I need to better my life. And that's why I want to start my spray tanning business. And so when you take care of those people and a lot of times, like our best students are the people who are like their backs against the wall and they have no other choice. They have babies to take care of. They need to make this work. And when that happens, you're giving them the tools as a spray tan trainer to be able to change their lives, to be able to change their baby's lives, to be able to change like the lineage going forward. And that to me is not even worth like what we charge, which is $2,000. <laughs> like I think the price should be much more, but because our industry is not regulated because our industry is kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the beauty industry. Like it seems like anyone can just come in and just do whatever they want to do. And so that's why I see people charging $50, $100. But when you do that, what kind of change are you actually creating? Like, are you actually creating change? Or are you just doing that? Cause you want a quick 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's really important to think about that kind of stuff because, you know, us as a whole, I think we need to come together and start pricing a little bit more for our services. And I always think about Jimmy Coco charging mm-hmm. $250, $300 grand. Mm-hmm. He's in LA, but we have to put like a really good value on what we're doing because like you said, our time, money, energy, experience, all of that has to be accounted for when we are charging something. Yeah, I agree. I have a student that I trained down in Miami and it's so funny because that's actually one of the things that I messed up with my business is when I first started mobile, I lowered my price because I felt bad and I was like, am I worth it? And it's funny because now I push my students. I'm like, no, you are worth it because you took this training. You worked your butt off. You are marketing this and that. But so my student in Miami she inspires me all the time because she has her prices set pretty high. They're still higher than mine, but I love that she is like, no, I am worth it. Like I, I did that, you know, mm-hmm. and that makes me so happy. That's something that I really push in my training. Cause I also customize the trainings to honestly, their lifestyle and what they're looking for. If they want a side hustle. Okay. You want it full time. I customize it to that. And then I do ongoing mentoring because that relationship with them is so important to me. And I just want them to feel confident. Like I said, basically all the things that I didn't have, I want Mm -hmm. them to have. (laughs) Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I love that you're there for them like that because another, you know, problem in our industry is like trainers ghosting. I see this all too often, like way too much. And it's because they don't realize how much work it is to, answer the questions after the initial training. And so they just ghost them instead of pricing higher and working that into their program, you know, because you're going to feel a lot better answering questions. If somebody pays you $2,000 versus $50, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Cause like you said, it's, it's your time too, but Mm -hmm. that's, it's just so important to me. I mean, that's what you did with me. You know, you did that with me and it made me feel so good that you were answering because I had a few other trainings where I wouldn't have been able to get a hold of them, but you literally were there for anything. And then even just the group and community that you have, 
um, with beauty business babes is so helpful as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that we have a community. And I think um, that's one of the biggest reasons why Spiritual Class has been really successful is because we have to have the support. <laughs> and if we didn't, I would feel like I failed my students. And I don't know, I just, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or if I just like care like so much, but I, I do like anyone that has ever emailed me unless it got like into spam or something like that. Like I've always responded to them within like 48 business hours, even if I'm on vacation, even if it's my birthday, like yep. whatever. And even if I'm supposed to like not be on my phone, like <laughs> I still am because I genuinely care and I don't want anyone to feel like, wow, like she just took my money. And then like, that's it, you know, that's awful. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job. Cause like I said, I know and a few other people that I've connected with know that you're, you've always been there, you know? Yeah. I think my ADD helps too. So I'm like constantly. Like, <laughs> Girl, same. Oh. Girl, same. I'm like, sometimes, you know what I actually had to do just for the sake of like my life and for my daughter, I actually started doing where you can put um, like a limit on your apps and stuff. I've had to do that because otherwise I'll just answer after like two seconds. Like Same. I need to chill out. <laughs> Same. I know. I actually don't have any notifications on my phone is mostly on silent. And, um, and I do have that time limit as well. Although I will say like, I'm not the best at turn it off. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> Terrible. Same. I know. Like, what's the point? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's all right. Baby steps. Mm -hmm. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So Michaela, did you have any really strong pieces of advice for anybody who is in the industry right now who may be struggling to grow um, their clientele or just grow professionally? What would you say to them? Honestly, one, if you can, trainings, get yourself into the groups. Don't be afraid to ask for help um, and staying in your lane as well. <laughs> I know it is so hard. We've all been there, but really just focusing on you, what you want to do will end up helping you. And then finding, like we've talked about your brand and what is true to you, because, you know, if it's not something that's important to you, it's not, it's just not going to feel right. It's not going to mm -hmm. fit right. Um, and then as far as, you know, bringing more clients and just stay consistent, it is okay. If you have your days where, you're sad, you're upset, you're, you know, feeling like, what am I doing? Is this even going to work? Bear with it. It will work. And give yourself, you know, some props that you got, you're actually doing it, but also feel your feelings. Don't like push those down, feel those feelings and know tomorrow is going to be another day. I love that. Thank you so much, Michaela, for being here. I appreciate you sharing all your tidbits and your information you. and inspiration. If you guys want to follow Michaela on Instagram, what is your Instagram account? It is Lovely Airbrush Tanning Co. Beautiful. All right, guys. So hopefully we'll see you at Slay the Spray 2023. If you need more information about that, go to slaythespray.com. I'm going to put Michaela's information in the show notes. And if you guys have any questions, always reach out to me via DM at I am underscore Kelly Ann. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Beauty Business Babes podcast, where we dive deep into the world of beauty and the business behind it all. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained some valuable insights to help you thrive in this industry. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. 
And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, reach out on the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group. You can go to Facebook and search Beauty Business Babes and you'll find us there with over 11,000 other beauty professionals. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams and remember that with hard work and dedication, you too can be a successful beauty business babe.